If you love a good cruise, then you're definitely going to love this. Join me as we sneak behind the scenes with one of the world's largest leading cruise lines, Carnival Cruises, as we talk all about brand, discuss updates relating to the global cruise rollout, and what you can expect from life on board the fun ship. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad to be back. It's been a few months and I've been on hiatus, <laughs> so it's so nice to be back on the air. I have been neck deep in my training program, so I've been studying in a program called Launchpad with Stevie Says Social the last few months, and I am also launching my brand new online course for travel agents called Travel Agent Runway. Looking so forward to opening doors very soon. And this is my first episode back. So I have the absolute pleasure today of interviewing a veteran in the cruising industry. So I'll introduce him in a moment. But before we begin, I would really like to take a moment to recognize the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. Joining us on the show today, I have Mark Richards from Carnival Cruise Lines. Mark has been in the travel industry for 17 years and his number one reason why he loves to travel is to visit different cultures as it is, in his perception, a way of understanding the human race a little bit more. So before we meet him, a little word of warning. This episode might create a little stir up of FOMO. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive in. Hello, Mark. A very warm welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Steph. It's um, great to be here with you today. 
Thank you. Well, I do want to start out and ask, you've been in the cruising industry for quite a while. Do you mind giving us a little bit of an outline on how long exactly you've been in the cruise industry for? Sure, Steph. Yeah. And look, I just want to say thank you first for having me on, on today. Um, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and they're, um, they're really great and insightful into um, a lot of great topics. And I'm really honoured to be able to talk to you today. Um, so with myself, I mean, I've been with Carnival now again, it's my ninth year um, with the brand and I kind of ended up, um, it was like about 2012 or 13. I think that dates it back to, uh, Carnival was a very kind of new to the Australian market then. No one had, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a very big American brand and it was kind of just finding its feet in Australia. So when I joined the business, it was very much almost a large business, but a startup in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really great ride to be able to come along and see it grow and see the changes and the different aspects that we've kind of gone for, for the last few years. Mm. It was like the teenage, uh, the teenager, older, older sibling to P and O when it came to Australia. I remember that was like the cool, hip version <laughs> that we'd never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. So it was like this new marketing. I was like, oh, what's Carnival? What's it all about? You know, and we've kind of really came came into the market and really focused on the the fun loving family market and really found our niche in that market. And I think we've, you know, we've kept we've kept true to who we are. And the success of the of of that has um, come out from because of those values that we've kept, which is really great to see. Cool. So your niche and your brand messaging, what is that? Well, we we got our, our current brand messaging, which I absolutely love because it's almost like a, a mantra to myself. Is our current logo is actually choose fun, um, which I think sits really really well with the brand because fun is a choice and. It doesn't matter. Fun comes in all different shapes and sizes and doesn't matter how old you are, how young, young you are. Everybody has their version of fun. And that's what we try and really instill in our holidays on Carnival. And so the, the, choose, the choose fun uh, really resonates really, really well. Um, but our, our market is really, you know, it is, we are, we are a mass cruise line market. Um, however, we do focus very heavily on the fun loving families and couples um, that come on board. You know, fun is in everything we do. It's in our DNA. It's in the way we jump up in the dining room, we dance at, at dinner, you know, and to right, right through to, you know, the, to the hairiest man competition on board the ship, you know, so some really fun and unique aspects of the ship. So you can immerse yourself in all that um, or you can sit back and you can relax and you can read a book and enjoy yourself or hang out in the adults only area or the kids can enjoy kids club. There's a really great element to the, um, to the product and, and how the holiday can pan out for our guests. Yeah, for sure. And I love how it's structured. So it's not just aimed at like your younger generation, it's full multi-generation, isn't it? So like you, from your grandparents to your grandkids, Everyone can enjoy Carnival and I just love the fact that you guys do the dancing and interrupt dinner time. It's always like the best interruption. You're like, yes, mid-feast party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, exactly, yeah. And, and that's what we do try and because, I mean, so many, like the Australians um, particularly, we, you know, we, holiday, we holiday very neatly to a lot of different cultures around the world too. We, know we, do, we do immerse ourselves in a family holiday and we find that when our guests come on board, our families actually want to holiday together and do activities together and have fun together 
Um, yes, there's a time where the children go off to the kids' club and mum and dad can have some great time alone. Or if you're travelling without kids, you know, there's a really great opportunity to go to, the, you know, one of the 16 bars and lounges on board the ship and immerse yourself there. Or, as I mentioned before, read a book in um, Serenity Adults Only area. Mm-hmm. But bringing those families together, all those groups of, fam- um, you know, travellers together is a really, really lot of, great, a lot of fun. And you touched on it before about dancing in the dining room. You know, like often when I'm talking to a lot of guests, you know, I'll talk about, oh, you know, dinner, all of a sudden our wait staff jump up and we dance in the dining room and some people go oh that's a bit different but once you <laughs> once you're there and you see how it all goes and you before you know it, you're up there you're dancing you're having a really great time and it just it, it really kind of radiates um really incredibly well you know so often I'm walking through shopping centers and I'm, I'm I wear my wear my carnival shirt with pride and someone will stop up stop me and go oh you work for carnival and they then they tell me their their waiter's name who they're friends with on Facebook and the great relationship they have. And that's what it's really about, you know. Yeah, I love that. And I think the first night when you board the ship, it's it's pretty surreal. Like everyone's got the biggest grin on their faces. You just have this really welcoming vibe on board. And then it's when you sit down. And I think that's a real shock for people. They're sitting down, they're having their dinner, and then all of a sudden someone's singing. And you don't know where <laughs> it's coming from. And if you're on the mezzanine, you're looking down at the, you know, the, lot, the um, level below you there's someone standing up on a table dancing and singing and you're just thinking, hang on. And then everyone around you starts grooving and it's just such a vibe. I absolutely love it. It is. You guys definitely have the best parties on board as well when it comes to dressing up and you've got the best shows and yeah, I'm probably a little bit biased. I do enjoy a carnival cruise. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, it is a great experience and you touched on that perfectly. You know, you really summed it up, you know, it is about, it is about fun. Um, you know, at the end of the day. And, and that's what we, that's what we try and, you know, everything we drew in our pitch and everything we try and do customized for the guests on board is all the underlying fundamental is fun. Um, and how can we have fun on board in a, in a safe and happy way, of course, but, you know, just enjoy yourself and, and come back with some great fun memories, which is really great. That's right. So speaking of which, so you sail in Australia, we've got, uh, we've had a couple of ships here over the years, which has been fantastic. Whereabouts in else in the world do you sail on carnival yeah of course so our market here for australia of course is um what's great about it is we've actually customized we customize the international product for the australian market so um you know when you're on board we we do a lot of australian food and beverage and things like that as well and no gratuities on board or and the ships are in australian dollars while they're here in australia so it makes the australian guests really really enjoy it yes but however prior to that we've we've always been you know we started in America. That's where majority of our ships are based. So, you know, the, we have a very big footprint around America and we tend to home port. So we tend to go into a port and stay there all year. We don't do a lot of, you know, seasonal deployments. The only one we really do is up in Alaska because it is a seasonal kind of not much fun cruising in Alaska in winter. Trust me. <laughs> why, <laughs> why is that? Is it cold? <laughs> it's freezing cold. Yeah. So it's, I don't think you spend a lot of time out on the outer decks. And I don't think it's not much fun in the water slides in the middle of winter, <laughs> you know, which is something we pride ourselves on. But about, about 50% of the US population within a five-hour drive can board one of our ships. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so we have a really big footprint around America. And they range from, you know, right from New York all the way down to the, to the west coast of America. We have um, right down through the Gulf, um, so down through the bottom of Galveston and New Orleans and Mobile, Alabama, and some really great kind of ports. We do also do a, um, some deployments out of Europe. So um, we, don't, we don't spend every year in Europe. We do something when we build a new ship, we'll have a deployment out of there for a little while. Um, but our main markets are Australia and America, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Yeah. 
And what, uh, how many, um, how many people is on your biggest ship that you have? Yeah, well, our biggest ship at the moment, um, it's it, we finished it last year. It's called the it's called the Mardi Gras. So mm-hmm. Mardi Gras is our is is the first LNG powered ship in our fleet, um, and LNG stands for liquid natural gas. So mm-hmm. the great thing about this is we can go deeper and further in destinations at a better cost and better environmental impact. Um, that ship there, look, you, you've put me on the spot there, but I think we're at about five and a half thousand people. Mm-hmm. I'd have to double check that exact math and apologize if anyone out there who's a, you know, <laughs> knows that exact number. But, um, she was supposed to cruise last year and we've got, we've got uh, Mardi Gras cruising out of um, Port Canaveral basically on the 31st of July. So yeah. it's going to be its inaugural cruise now. We're ready, ready to go. Um, which is incredibly exciting. And let me tell you, Mardi Gras has a roller coaster on board. How's that? <laughs> First ever cruise line with a roller coaster on board, which is incredibly yeah. exciting. Definition of fun. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so there's been such a big roller coaster, speaking of which, in our world over the last 18 months. Mark, where are the ships at the moment? Where is Carnival floating around in our in our big blue ocean out there? <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's quite great. A lot of people um, don't realise, but a lot of the, sh- the ships are still, they, for the last uh, few months and up until, we, we basically um, started our deployment again in America on the 3rd of July, which I'll cover off in a sec. But up until that point, um, we, we've had a pause, of course, from uh, March last year of 2020. And the ships have basically, for the Australian fleet, we've been just basically sitting off the coast of Singapore uh, for the last kind of, you know, 18-odd months and just using going in and out of Singapore to be able to do crew changeovers and, and to refuel and things like that because ships, cruise ships aren't designed to just sit on anchor somewhere. They're actually more economical if they're sailing. Um, so a lot of times they're sailing and doing things like that. And you, one, of, one of the great things, if you are very interested in knowing where the ships are as well, there's a really good app uh, called Marine Traffic. And mm-hmm. it's a free app and you can download that and you can actually Google where you're Google a, a sh- uh, sorry, and the, you can search for a ship name and it will tell you where they are. And off the coast of Singapore, you'll notice if you do look in that particular area, you'll see a big cluster of ships. So um, a lot of our sister brands are up there as well. Some of our, some of the other, other cruise lines, they're all kind of in that same vicinity area. And you'll see a big kind of a little whole bunch of little blue dots where they all are. So that's a really interesting app to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really exciting. And then we, we, we basically, about a month ago, we, we've moved Carnival Spirit and Carnival Splendor, which are Australian ships, we've, we've taken them up to Dubai, okay? Um, mm. and, yeah, and we own, we own a berthing up in Dubai. So we've basically put the two ships alongside, um, along the, against the land, basically. So it's, it's, you know, basically you can walk off the gangway on and off the ship. So um, Carnival Spirit, for the first time since March of last year, touched dry land just a few weeks ago, which is amazing so it's apart from that it's been you know been um fueled by um a bunker um vessel so it's really interesting that they're now alongside there so yeah really exciting so So. they is that a long-term strategy mark look it's just at the moment we've just kind of put it up there we've just kind of parked them up there it's it's a very good hub to be able to we, we still, we, we have reduced the amount of crew on board, obviously, because we can't just, you can't, it's not like a, can't just turn the, 
turn the lights off and and leave and then come back a year later and start the ship back up again. It still has to be manned and it's there's a lot of safety aspects that have to keep continuing and maintenance we have to do on board and things like that. So we do have a very minimal crew on board at the moment um, and they still want to go home and see their loved ones and family. So we still do need to have to rotate our crew through. And Singapore, oh, sorry, um, Dubai being, you know, a Middle Eastern hub, it's basically a really good hub to to get crew from all over the world in there and be able to get them on board. So mm-hmm. we just made the decision to move them up there. Carnival Spirit also, prior to coming back to Australia, she's going into, and I refer to, most people refer to ships as she's. I'm sure you've probably come across that before. <laughs> of course they're all she's, yeah. Mark. Because <laughs> oh, they're, they're beautiful, that's why. So, oh, thanks. Um, so they're, they're, so, Carnival Spirit is going to have a dry dock. And what that basically means is we're going to pull her out of, pull her out of the water and we're going to do a whole bunch of work on the engines and a few things like that prior to bringing her down to a new home of Brisbane. So, And then we're going to do that work up in Dubai. So it just makes it very easy to be able to get her into one of those dry dock facilities That's up there. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So speaking about Brisbane, we've got some very exciting developments happening there, don't we, Mark? Oh, 100%. <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> so, so looking to the future... Can you explain what is the big news? Of course. So we've got um. So about for the last very, for a very long time, we've been developing the idea of you know growing the um the, the the southeast Queensland corner of the hub in order to be able to develop it for cruising. And finally, a few years ago, work started on the brand new Brisbane International Cruise Terminal. And this is uh, about a hundred and seventy-seven million dollar investment in the Queensland. Um, Southeast Queensland and Brisbane cruise economy, which is incredibly exciting. And it's a brand new terminal that we basically, it was finished in October last year. So it's, um, it's sitting there. We, you and I went in, we went and checked it out a few weeks ago, which was, which is a lot of fun to be able to spend the day together. So good. So good. And and it's a purpose-built facility. So um, it's like any other cruise, um, a lot of cruise ports around the world, you know, sometimes there's, there's restaurants in there as well and things like this This is a purpose-built uh, cruise port facility that's just for cruising. So when the cruise ships leave at the end of the day, you know, it gets locked up and then the next day the next cruise ship comes in, it opens up again and it transforms itself into the um, into what it is. And so and the, the guys at the Port of Brisbane um, who are basically have, who have built this facility and, and are managing it, they've done such an amazing job in, in, in looking in the way that the flow of guests goes through and, and, mm. and the check-in and embarkation and debarkation process absolutely magical in the way they've kind of ticked all the boxes and and the aesthetics of it is just absolutely beautiful as well yeah well they've really put a lot of thought into it as well so when we did our tour they were talking about how ecologically sustainable the boardwalk and everything was heading out to the cruise itself um and i just love how open air it is you know it's it's making use of the um, you know, natural resources like that airflow, so it's nice and fresh, and you're also looking after the environment and the ecosystems that live within the um, river system itself. So they've really thought about it, and you know what? It's probably the best best thing that's happened in Brisbane, and I really love that it's on the airport side. So can you tell us whether there's going to be some sort of, like, connection between the airport and the actual terminal? I know it's, like, 10, 15 minutes away from the actual airport. Yeah, of, co- of course. So, look, I mean, a lot, lot of thought and process went into where that's where it's located, and and having having at the mouth of the river is of Brisbane River is is very very handy because you can, we can basically the, the largest ship currently sailing in the world can utilize that port if yes. they want to because of the 100%. way. Yeah, which is so which is so great. The fact that it's 
we've they've thought so much into the future. Ships are getting bigger and bigger, and um, it's nice to be able to say that they've thought of that kind of stuff. But what, what will basically, I mean, with the announcement, I mean, we're doing this podcast a few days after the announcement of Brisbane Olympics in um, in 2032, which is incredibly exciting. Mm. More infrastructure will come into these areas. At the moment, it is it is available to get there by a private vehicle, taxi or ride share. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of abundance of parking there. But look, uh, I'm sure, you know, the Brisbane and the Brisbane Council and government have got a lot of plans there down the future, hopefully to link it with rail and things like that. But at this moment, it's, it's not currently linked there. Um, but very rarely in any port anywhere in the world can you generally drive up to the port, park right by the front door within 30 metres and walk onto your ship. So to, to, ha- to have that facility there is incredibly exciting um, for Brisbane. Yeah, 100%. I really, I really like I really like where it's situated actually. It's um it gets and for ease of traffic, you know, coming and going, just gets you out of that hustle and bustle so you're not being challenged by everyone else on the road. Like it's quite out of the way and it's yeah, like you said, they've chosen the location really well. So yeah, from an agent's perspective, I approve. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's also you also can start your holiday two hours earlier too, because you don't have the river to kind of negotiate your way down. So the minute you're on a ship and you start sailing, we can get to the we can get to the South Pacific Islands or the Queensland coast destinations two hours quicker. You can um, sound the horn straight exciting. away. Don't exactly. Have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Now, we're going to zip over to the U.S. deployment at the moment. Can you shine a little light on the involvement of CLIA with that whole whole process of how they've helped our industry and how now U.S. deployment is going now as scheduled? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, CLIA, CLIA is our governing body for cruise. Um, and I'm not sure if you've spoken about CLIA in previous podcasts. However, they, we try and all the cruise lines trying to get together and we have a have the overarching kind of champion of all of our all of our cruise lines, so they can one voice to make it easier rather than to you know a lot of different kind of ideas and things like that. And Clear have done an absolutely outstanding job, not just they in the incredible. US. They are yeah, exactly, and in Australia as well, they've been a really great voice. So we've you know there was a lot of hurdles about you know what what does cruising look like, um, you know what is you know what is the experience going to be like on board and things like that. And and I think. You know, it's taken a while for this to kind of come out, but I think at the end of the day, no one, they didn't, no cruise lines really wanted to kind of put a policy in place and then have to change it. So we really wanted to try and get to what cruising looks like, and that's the, the, the path forward and what it looks like. And that means that, so our carnival, we, we were our first cruise, we actually, we've actually res- resumed cruising in the US, which is so exciting because it, it paves a path forward for Australia. For the rest of the world as well that you know we, we can this is a, a very safe and, and comfortable environment in which you can cruise on in in this kind of new world that we're kind of living in at the moment so our first ship was um on the 3rd of july carnival vista which i adore she's a vista class ship um she was one of my uh, one of my first u.s ships that i that i went on over in the u.s um when i sailed on carnival out of the u.s uh she's fantastic she's got an imax theater and board as well and i three and a 4d cinema and she's got this thing called a sky ride which is a pedal powered device that goes around the outside of the ship but carnival vista basically set sail on the 3rd of july so only a few weeks ago and she's going out to the south pacific august not south pacific apologies she's going out to the caribbean (laughs) and um and cruising around there and then we and then the next day her sister ship the carnival horizon cruised out of miami on the 4th of july which is incredibly exciting Oh my gosh. And it's so cool to be a part of, you know, like 
there's so many Facebook groups, you know, carnival lovers and stuff like that. Um, people sharing photos and, you know, cocktails and sail away parties and all that sort of thing. Like everyone's just having the time of their lives and it's just sending out like this big massive wave of like envy across the whole rest of the world oh well yeah we're happy for you we just like we just look at it going i can't wait to be that person to be sipping that cocktail on board so that's right that's right so if you could describe the how you would spend your day on carnival like your mark's perfect day on board what would you do waking up now Oh, okay. Well, waking up. Well, first, I mean, I always book a balcony room because I find that the best um, way to open up the day. So I rip open my curtains, um, get ready for the day. I head up generally. My first thing I generally do, I'm a bit of a, on a cruise ship, depending because I'm a bit of a night owl. So sometimes I don't generally wake up at, at the at first light. Um, however, the first thing I generally do is I head up to um, Blue Iguana Cantina, which is our taco burrito and salsa bar. Now you think, why would you go there first thing in the morning? For breakfast. We, for breakfast. <laughs> you, you spot on step, yeah, for the bre- for the can for the breakfast burrito, which is one of my favorite oh. breakfasts on breakfast on board. I absolutely adore it. That's the first thing I generally do. And then I'll generally probably, once I've had that, I'll probably go up and do maybe a little bit of a walk around the running track or go to the gym. Um, and then I'll generally come down and I'll probably have my second breakfast, um, which is the brunch, the sea day brunch. Uh, my my, my um, cruises, my perfect day is very much centric around food. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things, look, I absolutely, one of the things I love, I love just, I, I love not necessarily planning your day too much um, and just kind of spontaneously going to different venues and seeing what's happening because all of a sudden you're walking past a venue and, you, and it's alive and you just go in there, it might be live music and, um, you know, maybe playing trivia or even bingo or, you know, karaoke or something on those lines. And you just find yourself immersing yourself in those experiences. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we've got as well, which we've put a lot of um, development in is the Carnival Fun Hub app. And that is awesome. So you can go through and you can see exactly when. So if you are a karaoke fan, for example, you can see exactly when is that that's on and you can put a little kind of um, a little star on it and then it will remind you when that event's starting so if you are someone who wants awesome. a bit more structured cruising that's a really good option to be able to do as well so and then, I know, I know. <laughs> and then I'm going to make you really we're going to get we're going to get a bit hungry right now now then after that that takes us to about lunch time so lunch for me is always spent up at Guy's um, Burger Joint and mm-hmm. Guy's Burger Joint is our celebrity chef Guy Ferreri he's from a show called Dives Drive-Ins and Diners um, he's barbecue royalty in America and he does a beautiful gourmet burger on board. Um, of course, these burgers, um, tacos, they're all included in the cruise fare, which is why Carnival gives you such good value. Um, and my, that's probably the original ringer burger. Or sometimes I, in a, if you ever cruise in Australia, here's a little secret, Steph, you can ask mm-hmm. for the boomerang burger. It's, boomerang a sec- burger. it's a secret burger. So it's not on the menu um, okay. and you can only get it in Australia. Okay. okay, which is right. which is really really cool. And no then yeah, I just relax and probably go up to Serenity for a while, read my book, and enjoy myself before getting ready for dinner and shows at the end of the day, and then rinse and repeat. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so you're a bit of a day drinker when it comes to laying out in the sun. Yeah, I do. Look, I mean, that's the great thing. I mean, this I, I have some days where I I can sit there and I can read my book, but some days I couldn't stare at a book at all. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it really depends on the mood I'm in, and that's the great thing about cruising. It just offers you that kind of that relaxation and that, and that option to be able to yeah do I want to do a lot or do I want to do nothing you know and that's the cool thing about it in general 
Yeah, I yeah. love that. And uh, I must say, I got the most, the worst sunburn of my life the first two days. <laughs> oh, no. And <laughs> I was on board Carnival and I was like, you know what? I was, you know, I think I was working in Byron at the time. And, yeah. you know, theoretically, I should have had the tan, but I didn't because <laughs> I work in an office, I have a moon tan. Yeah. So when <laughs> I went on board, I was glowing. And then when I got back, I was like brown as a berry. I was like, yes, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It wasn't one of those sight, those Jerry, those Kramer when he gets burnt in Seinfeld situations, hopefully. <laughs> no, no. But that's I did get teased. I did get teased on board. They're saying, wow, Steph, you're really red. You're kind of like a, a pommy backpacker. That yeah. was the description. <laughs> I'm like, well. <laughs> oh, it's great fun. I'm like, well, maybe maybe my boss needs to send me on some more trips. So, <laughs> Well, 100%, 100%. You know, the only way to fix that is to cruise more. <laughs> That's right. Well, how would people find out more about Carnival? So you are on social media. Can you drop us your handle and where they can find out some more info? Yeah, sure. So Carnival Cruise Line AU. Okay, so that's our Australian handle. And if you drop the AE, you'll pick up our US handle there as well. That's for Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really great kind of way to be able to find that as well. And also, if you're really interested in, you know, finding more about Carnival as well, there's a, we, our, we have a brand ambassador called John Heald. Um, so if you search John Heald, um, you'll, you'll, he'll pop up. He's an English ex-cruise director who does a lot of updates as well and talks a lot about the US resumption at the moment and what's coming up and so that's a really kind of great way to look up, um, you know, what's happening in our, in our world as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, carnival.com.au as well. If you want to find any of the information as well, that's on there. Um, mm-hmm. Or, of course, the best, the best way to find the best information is through you, Steph. So yeah. to, to give you, drop you a message and um, I'm sure you can help them out as well. Yeah, cool. I love, I love how much support you give to travel agents as well because your slogan is... Travel agents rock. Yeah. <laughs> Look, travel agents are very important in our business. Um, you know, they're, you know, travel agents just kind of can provide so much more information as well. Um, can get, and, and also not just more information, but more of a tailored piece of information uh, for the guests that are traveling because mm. that's, that's kind of what you need. You know, there's a lot of information out there and to be able to chew through it all and find out what's relevant and what's not to you as well. The, the travel, our travel agent partners do such a, and yourself included, so do such a great job um, of being able to you know, provide the right information at the right time and the guidance um, through what to pack and what to take and, you know, because we have theme nights on board. A lot of, you know, you won't, a lot of times you don't find that information on, on websites and things like that. So to be able to know when 80s rock and glow deck party is or, you know, one of those or, you know, Mexican fiesta night and what to pack and what to bring, you know, those are where travel agents are valuable. Mm. And there's yeah. always something that I give uh, people at the end, you know, after they've come home from a carnival cruise, I always send them the recipe of the chocolate melting cake. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and they love me. They're like, oh, my God, that chocolate melting cake was just so devilish. You know? I'll, I'll tell you a little secret about the chocolate melting cake. So that is our number one, <laughs> number one dessert on board our entire cruise, our entire fleet. But what I do, right, it comes with vanilla. Um, ice cream and I love vanilla ice cream but the mm. butter pecan ice cream mm. so order butter pecan ice cream with your chocolate melting cake that that is just mind blown that is beautiful that's oh. what I do yeah. well they don't gotta, do they give it as an option yeah oh, they, don't, they don't generally give it as an option but you just, they no. give you the ice cream's on the menu but you just got to kind of ask for it and they give you 
that on the side as well. So um, look, I'm a bit of a sweet tooth, so I do I do love dessert. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are definitely on the same page there. <laughs> no, that's exciting to hear. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Mark. Looking forward to reconnecting in the future sometime. And really looking forward to the resumption of cruise down here in Australia. Big massive thanks to yourself for being such a huge advocate for, you know, Southeast Queensland and Australia as a whole for Carnival and for cruising altogether. And a massive shout out to Clea as well, who are also equally fighting and lobbying for our industry so much at the moment. So looking forward to when it all starts going in again and we can go out and have some fun. I know, can't wait. So, yeah, we'd love to see you all on board. Carnival Splendour out of Sydney or Carnival Spirit out of her new home in Brisbane as well when we resume. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thanks, Steph. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Bye. Bye. Okay, so I'm not sure about you, but that episode 100% makes me want to go and jump on a cruise ship right now. So if you are looking forward to cruising, returning to Australia, and you are thinking of Carnival, please make sure that you download the Carnival Hub app in advance. I will put a link into the show notes so you'll be able to check it all out. The link to the show notes today is travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 32 and it'll have a link straight to it. You can download it on iPhone and Android. It is a handy tool because you can plan your cruise, do all your gifts and services and stuff like that on board. You can even schedule your spa treatments, purchase plans, schedule your dining reservations, do your online check-in, book sure excursions and do so much more. There is a small fee, I believe, where if you want to chat with family and friends on board as well, but it is super because you get to see where all the ships are at uh, and find all the food and drinks and pencil in the your itinerary pretty much if you're that way inclined uh, so you don't miss out on anything that you had your heart on seeing. Also, a special note as well that Mark mentioned in the episode is the marine traffic app. So if you wanted to see where the ships are located around the world at the moment, download the marine traffic app. It is free and you'll be able to check to see where all the carnival ships are located around the world. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you gave me a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to follow me on Spotify. Until next time, looking forward to chatting again soon. I'll see you later. Bye.